0: This is Mr. Impact Wrestling himself. So, Moving, mm-hmm. you're listening to the Irish Whip. Hookers,
1: hookers and coke. Hookers and coke, man. You're the only pro wrestler I know that wants to do the shit in the morning. Yeti, you're a f-ing moron. Put it this way: I think Sammy Callahan might as well just change his name to Invader I One. I want
0: to know why. Like he can dodge any question. Like I'll tell anyone that you can tell me. The f-ing, but I, I'm going to ask specific questions.
2: Promotional consideration paid for by the following
1: WrestlingNewsSource.com All the rest of you Yahoo's are out there Dilly Dilly you little wankers We're actually receiving real wrestling news This is Brett screwed Brett I'm Who separate. are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy because this guy's a serious professional Brett screwed Brett Hold to Arm bar Hey get a nice shot of the brand new Mr. and Mrs. Hunter Hurst Helmsley I hate you. I hate you. I hate your hat. I hate your t-shirts. I hate your wristbands. I hate your shoes. I hate your music. I hate the C-Nation. I hate everything that you stand
2: for. Soda's rule. Yeah, they do.
1: (laughs) What is up, TIW Mafia? It's Yeti. I'm hanging out here. Um, I'm super excited. Uh, Kristen is back in the green room. She's listening to me talk all about her here real quick. Um, we thought it fitting and We thought it was amazing because all her work and what she does specifically for women, um, it being International Women's Day, we were fortunate, lucky uh, to get her and to have her here. Um, she is, of course, a PWI staff contributor and co-owner of Bell de Bells. Um, we read her work. Uh, we listen to the podcast. We are fans. Um, so, without further ado, uh, Kristen, how are you tonight?
0: I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having
1: uh, me. Um, oh, absolutely, like we, like I said, we we wanted to do it for for a very long time. Um, we took a we took a break. Like we've been doing this for 20 years, so we needed to take oh, a step wow. back. We needed to kind of focus on on us and families and things because we've been grinding for so long. Yeah, and we're, we're happy to have you.
0: Yeah, thanks. And so, thanks tell for all the us- kind words. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. So, so t- tell us a little bit about. Um, Bell to Bells, of course, um, you can be as lengthy as you, as possible. Like I want (laughs) to know how, why, when, where, um, and the, and the struggles with it. Like, that's kind of what I, that's, that's the question I want to ask. Just introduce yourself and talk to me about Bell to Bells.
0: Sure. First off, I apologize right away. My, my eyes are so dry. I didn't sleep very well last night. So if you see me doing this, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So, uh, Bell to Bells came by. I used to be the editor-in-chief for Diva Dirt, and that was from 2018 to about mid-2019, so not incredibly long. Um, and without diving into all the drama, it just basically wasn't what I wanted to cover. It, it I mean, it, it covers all women's wrestling, but it wasn't approaching it how I wanted to approach it, which was advocacy. Um, so I left. Uh, Diva Dirt. And I really didn't plan on starting my own site. I, you know, I was trying to get my footing uh, with jobs and and living alone. And I thought, I just don't have time. And uh, Lauren, who is another co-owner, she kept pushing me. <laughs> we start on site. We start on site. And I'm like, Laura, Lauren, no, like I'm not. No. And then finally, I'm like, okay, fine. Um The name Bell Bells came from my fiance, who is the third co-owner, Warren Hayes. And we just, I mean, we just built. And I was very lucky that at the beginning I had, well, still, I had a huge support system. Um, There were a lot of people behind me, both media members and fans. And so I'm incredibly lucky for that. We started off with like news, right? So like any other site. Um, And then a lot of people had to drop off for various reasons. And we decided that we're never going to stand out as a news place. It's just never going to happen. There's so many sites that are already well-established. It's just, it's fruitless. And so we, we recouped. We decided that we wanted to really focus on the advocacy part of it. Um, rather than, you know, pushing out content and, and just being content mills, we really wanted to focus on the things that we really wanted to focus on. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, struggles, I think we can all, I think we can all admit that, um, like you said, it's, it's a daily battle. Um, in 2020, even I considered quitting altogether. Um, sometimes you just feel like who's listening. Is anyone listening? Um, is this worth it? Am I, you know, am I not paying attention to things in my own life because of it? Um, you know, is like imposter syndrome, am I good? is is a waste of time. And I think we all really feel that, you know, we take breaks. Um, So, you know, I decided to stay for uh, other reasons, PWI and stuff. So I decided to stay, but then even I wasn't consistently posting. We did a lot of events, which was really fun, but it still was, personal life was really shaky. So there was still stuff going on in my personal life with school, multiple jobs. And so I, we took a break last July and then we, we came back just now. So, you know, it's just about being honest with yourself about what you can accomplish and what you can. And like I said, I'm just really grateful that there's such a great community for women's wrestling and that I have so much backing for sure.
1: Absolutely. And I guess this, I, there's, I sent, we cheated, right? I usually cheat with individuals that are on our side of the wall. I don't yeah. cheat with talent. Like I always make sure that, um, you know, the questions I ask, I want to make sure that, that you're okay with them because yeah, it's important. Um, okay. but the one I, I kind of, the one I left out is like, when, when did you know, like, I wanted to turn kind of my, my hobby into a passion and then something that I want to make money at? Like, when did you come to that fruition?
0: I'll be honest, they don't make a lot of money. None <laughs> of us really do, right? Zero money. <laughs> PWI, there's some money, but um, that, was, that was never really, I mean, it would have been nice to have a job, but it was never really the end goal to make money, because you have to be honest with yourself around here. Um, there's very few positions that you can make money, and typically they're not held by women. Um, so, you know, so I started watching, like, consistently started watching wrestling about 2014. And that was still the divas era, and I've always been somebody who really believes in like women's issues and empowerment. Um, and so I came in 2014, and while it's not, you know, 1999 by any chance, by any by any stance, um, I thought, what is going on here? You know, the men are so they're just they have the spotlight. They're so well built. Uh, the divas division is their their matches are getting cut um it, if they have matches it's like two minutes um i've never been one to um like say, you know i've never been one to criticize anybody's sexuality that's totally up to women but the focus was on that and not on their athleticism and i think the divas uh the divas division got a really bad rap and part of that was just wwe wasn't uh you know wasn't spotlighting them and wasn't giving that right image and I mean, immediately I went, there's something wrong here. (laughs) And I remember going around, um, you know, wrestling Twitter and all the websites and just not seeing a lot of women. Um, And the women that were, were kind of jaded. And (laughs) I mean, it was, it was clearly an issue that needed to be filled. Um, And so I thought, okay, well, we could try. I was writing for um, a daily or, well, not daily DT, I was writing for Another website for football. I was writing about Atlanta Falcons, and my um, my editor there was like, "I see you tweeting about um, wrestling. Do, do you wanna do you wanna join Daily DT?" And I went sure, and, and this was like 2018, so I'd been watching it. I'll admit I was totally one of those fans that didn't understand kayfabe at, at the beginning. I was like, I had this like oh, I just hated Alexa Bliss so much. But that's because I hadn't really established that these are people yet. Like I wasn't in the, you know, I wasn't in the business. I just, I just responded to the characters. And so I joined Daily DT and that all changed. And still there wasn't a lot of women's coverage. And I'm lucky that Daily DT really um, was fair. My editor there was like, yeah, write about women's wrestling, write about what you want. Um, And then I just, you know, it was Diva Dirt. It was the same with PWI. I just put out tweets. Like, I want to write about women's wrestling, who's hiring? And and it just sort of steamrolled from there. And there wasn't a lot of people, there's still, I mean, it's getting better, but there, there wasn't a lot of people that really spoke out about, you know, equality and equity. It was like a fan sites, which is totally fine. And that's great. But there wasn't a lot of specific podcasts or websites that were really focusing on that. And I said, you know what? This is this is something I believe in. Um I believe, you know, I wrote for sports for so long um, that this is something that I wanna um, keep pursuing. So I enjoy it. Like I said, I wish I had more time for it. I definitely don't make a lot of money for it, but um I think the passion behind everything is really what drives what drives us, you know.
1: Right. Just n- not really we don't ever really wanna be in the know, but we wanna be able to provide a platform to those that we feel are not only uh, good talent, but good humans. Like we right. want to be able to. I mean, we, for as long as we've done this, we've we've only missed one person that kind of came back to bite us, and that just, I mean, it wasn't really a reflection on us. It was just that person chose to make really poor decisions. So we're really we're really careful about who we decide to to have as guests on here when they're a younger talent, because that, right. that's a huge risk for us to have and. Right absolutely it's um i think it's really important for anybody out there thinking about it that they find a platform and yours is yours is specifically unique um what what's your favorite part of the pwi gig what, what's your favorite part of that
0: um, i mean covering women's wrestling i think well i know up until so kevin the editor i think he got it like end of 2019, beginning of 2020, so, like, right before I started, and not that the magazine was bad before, but there wasn't a lot of women's, uh, focus, the women's list was 50, um, there wasn't the women's column, I mean, there was, there was very little focus, um, and there wasn't a whole lot, if any, women, on, I don't think there were any on the 500, and so he got on, and he was like, look, we need to make this thing more, um, Indicative of the actual <laughs> wrestling world of of the fans too, and so when I came on, it was like let's go, and I got a lot of opportunities, and that's great too. Is he will just um, give us things that uh, that sort of build on our already um, expertise, I guess you can call, which is not, I don't cons- I don't consider myself an expert, but he takes what we all consider our area and then gives us stuff and. I think probably the coolest part of PWI is when I get to do the women's now 150, right? I mean, I was right. there with that decision to make it 150 from 100. That was really cool. Um, part of my job as the co pilot, as you know, so called co pilot, is that I get to uh, not only rank, but I get to bring women in the fold, whether that be um, on the ranking committee. Uh, the features, I get to, I mean, this year I kind of had the the faint idea of what the feature was and, and Kevin really, you know, cemented it. But, you know, and I don't always get the final say. <laughs> I'll say that. There are a lot of people I think that are like, oh, she gets to choose the committee and that's not it at all. I mean, I, I will suggest people and I would say nine times out of 10, they're picked. But there have been times where I, I don't get the say. But that's really cool. I mean, there are people who have read PWI their entire life. And we get to sort of bring them on and um, represent women in all um, you know races, uh, you know categories, whatever, um, and and really get to use them to advantage of what they watch. So I think of Karen Peterson, and she is so smart on Joshi and New Japan and Japanese wrestling, and we get to really tap into that and take advantage. So that's I mean the women's 150 is always going to be the coolest part, and I tell Kevin. You know, um, Shuri was number one last year, right? Right. And I said, if my career in wrestling ended today, that would be, that would be enough. I I could go on thinking, at least, I mean, I got Shuri part of, you know, the committee got Shuri at number one. And it was the first Joshi talent in a Joshi um, company at that time it, for stardom talent at number one. So if that's all I contribute to women's wrestling, that's good enough for me. So really... I mean, the funnest part of it is is the women's 150. I do contribute to the 500, but um, less less. So I'm I go to the meetings and I'm really just there to represent the women. And I have argued for women on there. Uh, same thing with tag team. But I'm, you know, I'm really it's the ones it's the 150 for me. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Backstory for me, and the, the fact that you re- referenced the Japanese wrestling is that I spent seven months over there while I was in the Marine Corps and I was already a pro wrestling fan. Yeah. So that was my chance to be able to really experience a lot of that
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, live. And it is such a different atmosphere and how yeah. they re- react to um, the talent in the <laughs> ring and what right. you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do. And later on i became a huge stardom fan and that's where i fell in love with masha and yeah. like it's it's people like that and people like you that are shining a light on so much talent out there mm-hmm. that we really don't get a chance to see and that i mean if you're subscribing to IWTV or if right. you're subscribing to fight tv or if you're you know you're seeing them in gcw or beyond or pwg or right. you know, whatever whatever your you're, your pick is it, it's all over the place and yeah. um, <clears throat> has that, does that make it, I guess, does that make it easier when you, we have so much access to yeah. the, the talent and the media? Cause I can turn, I can Sundays is my, like that I spend all my time right now watching GCW and MLW. I'm, I am, yeah. I don't watch a whole lot of, of the product that's on TV mm-hmm. um, just because I, I get more of the equality that you're speaking about Okay. An independent show than yeah. I do on the sh- the stuff that's in there um, <clears throat> on television on a regular basis. It's just yeah. how it is. Impact even does a really good job for me. Right. Um, I got my buddy Mike Farrell, Mike Farrell from Chaos Theory Pod, is good here. Night. He's he's hanging out with us tonight. So I, I want to thank you for doing that. Like the PWI 150 is huge for me, and I'm gonna be yeah. I'm gonna be 100 honest and real. I don't subscribe because I get my box with my T's and all that stuff, but every year um, that is the now the, the PWI 500 and the Women's 150 are the they're the issues that I really look forward to mm-hmm. because one I want to I want to read that and see if I am in alignment in a lot of ways. Sometimes I'm not and sometimes I am, and mm. I talk about this a lot and that's just because my lens is for context, my lens is Lufisto. That is – that's my context and and my yeah. lens because she's really the only – I mean when I was so deep in CZW and ROH and all of this stuff, she was the I, – I watched her the first time mm-hmm. and I could not – I couldn't comprehend what I was seeing because it was one of those instances where I – this is the first time I'm seeing it. Like when okay. – when they had the the best of the best tournament and mm-hmm. Tessa won that and they tried to to basically say that Tessa was the first best of the best when it was actually LuFisto is one of those things like rewriting history is what I have an issue with that's right. huge for me right. so the fact that you're you're doing what you're doing and you're making history you're making it you guys are making history and that's huge for fans like like me that have just lufisto is huge for me Mm -hmm. she's influenced that is the exact lens that i watch when i'm looking at people that i i want to be entertained by i'm not there critiquing matches i'm not there um talking about how they miss spots and this and that like i don't care (laughs) like i want to i want to i want to buy into the character and i i want to be able to watch it like you started watching it, where mm-hmm. you don't want to understand Kfabe. I want to get lost in the story. I want to yeah. understand it. Um, so with that, like the follow up to the best. What's your least favorite part of PWI?
0: Um, which isn't really PWI's fault, but like kind of you touched on. Like you have a different view, and and what your list might be doesn't align with our list. And I mean, I, I will say this nicely, duh, right? Like, of course, like there are no, um, we're like seven to eight people <laughs> where this is not, you know, we're gonna, um, we're gonna, uh, do a tally of every, every single person's vote. Cause that would take forever and it's really not necessary. So, um, I think though, I mean, and it's not everybody. I want to be clear. Um, but there are some mean people out there. I mean, there are mean people, especially with the lists. Um, I know with the 500, um, you know, mocks wasn't very high and people were so mean. So I'm sober Um, and so is mocks. And um, somebody had accused, somebody had tweeted at Kevin, the editor of, you know, um, you're punishing mocks for going to um, rehab, which like I think people get this um, recency bias, right? They think, okay, well, but no, it's it's like ended months ago. Like this is not, like it didn't end yesterday because there's no way we would make this list yesterday. I mean, there's there's like publishing rules, right? So so they you know they they said that to him and then not knowing that you know Kevin's got his own family issues, right? And I see it and I tweet out. Like, that's ridiculous. We would, I'm sober. We would never do that. And somebody had basically compared my alcoholism um, to his spot on the list (laughs) and not a very nice way. And I'm like, God, people really take the list very seriously. And I totally get it. But it's important to remember that 99% of the wrestlers don't take it that seriously. They really don't. A lot of them, I mean, they're, they're ones who sit at 500 and they're so excited that they're at 500. And and for me, the list is about, especially the 500. I haven't heard of a lot of these people. I haven't heard of them. So I'm like, oh, cool. I see all their contributions. Now let me go find their matches. So there, there is some, they're not a lot that that's extreme, but I do get a lot of complaints around list season that are just not nice. So I think that's the worst part. Cause I mean, the writing and the actual, you know, the PWI stuff is really great, but there is, A lot of pushback whether it be the awards or the list or whatever and I mean like I said there's seven eight people we do our best we have forgot I haven't but there have been people who have been forgotten and we're humans and you know it's it's not personal it's just we have criteria that we have to follow so definitely definitely those livid fans are not my favorite part (laughs)
1: Mike, you, I know you got a question, man. I can see it in your face.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> it's it's not really a question. My thing is, I'm kind of, I'm a big fan and big proponent now, especially having a daughter of women's wrestling. to to yes. the to the point that my first guest ever on my podcast was Jasmine Lore. Cool. Fantastic, fantastic. Do you? I, and again, obviously, I jumped in late, so I don't know what Yeti already asked. But do you do you foresee doing a women's only? 500
0: i mean i've done it for bell de bell uh we have to be careful because in the branding for that has to be careful because we don't want people to confuse that with pwi's yeah. list but yeah i mean it's definitely because there i mean it's it can be done and that's part of the reason why i did it for bell de bells was because we wanted to prove to the people oh there's not there's not 500 women of course there are so we wanted to prove that in a way but it's i mean it's it's difficult because there, I mean, every year we're kind of updating these lists, and we have to be careful about it. And there are a lot of people who say, "Why don't you combine them?" And I'll tell you, that's not very smart um, because of of systematic ways that women are being handling being handled. They're never gonna equal out to the men. The men are always gonna um, rank higher because of you know everything, right? Match time, titles, all that stuff. And so you're gonna see less women. So eventually, I mean, when I started you know, it was 100, but before that it was 50
2: uh-huh. and then it
0: became hundred then it became 150. And it, every year it gets really hard. We're always leaving off people that were like, oh, this person's so good. Especially with the indies, we find that we're always leaving people off. Um, or, you know, especially at the end of the list, we're like, oh my God, who do we keep? Who do we not? Um, and like I said, there is a good month or so before it goes to print that we then keep track. So. Typically, you don't see a lot of movement, but at the end of the list, you might, you know, move someone off or add somebody or whatnot, and it's just it gets harder and harder, and so eventually, it probably will move up. I can't really speak on behalf of BWI for that, but I mean, it it just gets so hard, and that's why we went to one hundred and fifty. Yeah.
1: You know I think would be really cool. Is I'm a I'm a huge fan of Wow magazine from early, early 90s. You the early nineties. Just a shit if, out of yourself. I know man, right? Huge. Wow, wow uh, magazine.
2: People like even just people right now just, are like, what the hell is a magazine?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what a magazine is. I mean, Dude, I'm the, 36, the, let's not get it wrong.
2: I the too. pull-out posters,
1: <laughs> the pullout posters were in my son's room. I mean, that's what you look forward to. It was like when that WoW magazine showed up, it was like, I want the posters, I want the posters. Yeah. And anyway, the reason I bring that up is because do you do you ever feel like, or have you guys ever thought about, and I didn't put this on there because I just thought about it, is have you ever thought about doing your PWI 150 and then a fan's PWI 150 and like a, a dual issue where one's on one side and one's on the other?
0: I think, well, first off, you know, when we do the awards, the fan awards, there's really not enough people that respond. I mean, it's really not that much, but there's always people that have this opinion, right? They got this opinion. On the, the awards come out but they're not placing the votes um and so i don't know i think it would be really hard i think people don't understand the criteria as well I said there's recency bias um i think you'd have to be very clear on the criteria and then we'd have to go back and check the criteria and i think that would be honestly a lot of work and i do i do think if you're a fan out there and you want to make a list do it do it like i think that's great and um I think it's amazing that fans have the passion that they're going to complain about the list because it means they care. And we all have our favorites. <laughs> and whether they they not they belong on the top, fans are gonna do it, right? And so we have a very, very tight criteria. We spend hours and hours on these lists. You know, we start off with a four hour call for women's 150 and then it just we have email chains and other calls and all this stuff. So I think it would be really hard. Um and everybody would have a different number one, guaranteed.
2: Oh so I yeah. Think
0: be, I think it would be really hard.
2: There's too many good women, there's too many good wrestlers out now for everybody. I think the cool thing about wrestling now is it's kind of reverting back to the territory days mm-hmm. where indies are picking like yeti doesn't have an indie to go see out in the, the frozen tundra that he lives in. Yellowstone, Yellowstone okay. Montana. Yeah. <laughs> but I live in San <laughs> Antonio. <Montana. out> <laughs> live in san antonio i have thunder roses independent company i have river city wrestling i have probably between seven and ten independent promotions just in my city yeah that's not including the entire state of texas
0: this is great yeah
2: so you suck do you do you see uh, do you see kind of a difference in what you're seeing from fans regionally like do you see like okay, I'm a huge fan of this this group from Michigan called the Death Threat Army. Okay, um, do you see like when you interact with fans or you see on social media, do you see a more like, hey, this guy's from my AO or he's he works Texas really well or he does this? Do you see the more the regional pockets trying to force their guy up? Or is it still like, hey, WWE and Impact or, or WWE and AEW are the, the go-to product?
0: I mean, I think there's so many indies now that it, I don't think the top promotions are necessarily like the top product. Like, you know, NWA was, was one of the top products for so long. And now it's like, you know, so I, I think when you're talking like women's wrestling, um, the indies have so much more. Now, with women's wrestling, it's not as easy to stay in territories as it is men's, right? Because there's not enough women. So, you know, I wrote a column on on West Coast Pro Wrestling. And when you look at that, not many just stick around West Coast. There's You have to move around. Um, I live pretty close to Chicago. I live in Wisconsin. And that's, I mean, it's got its own scene, right? And I think every territory or pocket has very unique styles very unique trainers. And I think wrestlers kind of stick to whatever they want. Um, But I, you know, I even see like, especially women's wrestling promotions, they're bringing in people from all over because that's the draw really. Um, And it can be, it can be troublesome, right? If you're getting the big people, like maybe for impact because they Mm -hmm. allow their people to go to indies, then there's a lot of indie women that are not being used or. So, I mean, I think for men, yeah. For men, the uh, you know, they am thinking of like the south, the southeast, the west coast, Texas, Chicago. They're building Midwest. They're building these guys up because there's just so many. There's so many guys. Like there's just so many, or even internationally, right? right? There's so many. But the women have to travel around, um, at least for the last like five six years. There there's just not enough matches. So you know, and I, I had talked to Ruby Ray's. For my last column. And that's what she said basically was there's, you know, the West Coast is very long, and there's not a lot of women's matches, and there's a ton of women wrestlers. So they have to travel, they have to go around because it's really hard for those women to stay in one spot. There's there's still a ton of work to do, even in the indies, to um build more matches. So for men, yeah, absolutely, but not for women.
2: Not for women. No. I think you know it's it's so funny i'm like yeti i was in the military i was a wrestling fan in the military one of very few that was open about his fandom in the military <laughs> but it was a different like when i was in the military and watching wrestling it was i wanted to watch brock lesnar bobby lashley the guys the big whoop that ass kind of guys <laughs> but now i'm 36 i have a daughter the style of wrestling that I like now is completely different. Like I love going and watch going and watching like the Renegade twins, mm-hmm. Lufisto, um Lady Frost. Uh Genocide is my daughter's absolute favorite woman right now. She loves Genocide. Yeah, I can see that. Um I think it's it's I think you're a hundred percent right when you say everybody still has a ginormous amount of work to do as far as advancing women's wrestling Mm
1: -hmm.
2: what get what what kind of trips me out as just a fan as somebody who who you know does a podcast about wrestling is the fact that like people saw women main event wrestlemania twice Mm -hmm. and they still think women can't do it and i'm like are you, you understand they showed up they sold out the biggest wrestling show in the world yeah um so what do you think it's going to take for for independence? I mean, if, if women main eventing WrestleMania isn't doing it, I don't know what will, but what do you think it's going to take for more independent promotions to put like a th- three or four women's matches on instead of A, B, one? Right. What do you think is going to take to facilitate that?
0: Well, you know, it's the same thing that it would take for TV promotions, for them to care, right? And I think, you know, there's there's always excuses like, from nwa cough cough that there's not enough women oh my god there's more than enough women um but it takes them to want to and a lot of will say oh they don't draw which i think for indies it's harder to determine that so i don't understand how any indie promotion could really say that but i mean they can obviously tell gate, right and so Mm -hmm. like i think of gcw or pwg like never has women on they might have one or two right and so there's no reason, especially when you think of PWG. I mean, Candice LeRae made herself there, right? Like she was fighting the Young Bucks. And so I don't get it. I don't get it. TV promotions, though, it's, it's. so I feel like, you know, like AW, it's, it's not easy, right? I'm not a promoter. I'm not gonna um, sit there and, and women explain how to do this, right? Because there is no, I mean, he already padded the men's roster so much that the, like, he'd have to let people go, you know, and so you're also not using the women that you have. So there's really no easy answer, but it's all systematic. I mean, these are things that it's it's not new. And you know, I did stats for last year and nobody is getting where they should. I mean, it's so bad. I think like for matches, like for a percentage of total matches over the year, um, I think NXT did the best. No, one of the darks at 38%. That's the highest. I mean. And there was one, and I won't call him out was 18%. Oh my god, like 18% so
2: women's 18%. match. That's disgusting.
0: And you know, you're right. There, I think especially with WWE, their women are such stars in and outside of wrestling that like the fact that they don't think they can main event is crazy. And then you see AEW, just some random dynamites and Jamie Hater and Cheetah or whoever is pulling it out like just insane. And so I think when people say women can't wrestle, I think what's happening is their well, main events, their bias and their opinion is showing, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and that's okay. You don't have to like women's wrestling, but then don't say they can't do it because they have over and over and over again. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's no good way. I think Here,
1: I, don't, I don't mean to interrupt you, but here's where I, I think it starts at the top.
2: Uh-huh. Like
1: oh, yeah. if you're going to look at the top, like I, my opinion, um, WWE stands at the top followed by AEW. Um, you can throw impact MLW. You can throw the tier goes down to the independence, whether it's beyond or PWG or defy or, or wherever, like you have your territories, you know, ROW down in Texas, all, all of that. You You have that. Mm-hmm. but I think it starts at the top when you have as much money and who you are as the WWE and yeah. you have focused so much on being the pioneers. Like I, I didn't miss an episode of NXT for five years. and oh, I watched, yeah. I watched Bailey and I, I watched all of the four horsemen just mature. And yeah, they were at, at first it was like, man, something, it was cringeworthy at times. It really was, <laughs> but being able to watch them mature and become legitimate, superstars now yeah. why have they not taken advantage of that and have an all women's show like just do it on the network just do it on the network I, I i mean i don't know if you're worried about is it gonna work is it not gonna work it's absolutely gonna work it is 100 percent gonna work because you can you can focus People say pro wrestling saturated. Yeah, sure. It's saturated. It, but if you are a fan of that, you're going to watch it. You're going right. to invest in it. You're going to understand the opportunity that exists there, especially since they do don't do uh, this may be wrong of me to say, but it's all uh, inner gender matches. They can't do them in the WB. And I get it. I understand it. Like I, I, I absolutely, I, I absolutely get it. Mm-hmm. I agree with it in a lot of aspects. Some of the parts of it, I don't like, cause I enjoyed watching, you know, masha and gcw and right. go in the ring you know with a guy and it just that's this kind of stuff where it it breaks down stereotypes it breaks down walls it breaks other things but also kind of encourages others so it's its tough for me but i don't for the life of me understand i'm gonna get off my soapbox <laughs> why a company has not yet decided let's even if it's just an hour let's see what happens let's see what happens well, like they, do you
2: they did i that mean what am i wrong I- They did that evolution show with WWE that was Mm. it was they had big names in it. They had big, big superstar women names. But the show was booked like shit, like the orders of matches didn't work. It didn't flow like their first match banger. Second match, not great. Third match banger. And then it was like off and on the entire. So I think the NWA one was not horrible. Because Mickey it's was amazing. Be- Mickey was booking it. Um, I, think, I think if you're going to do an all-women show, it has to be booked by a woman. Because, I agree. because as a man, look, Triple H is one of the greatest wrestling minds in the history of the business. It's been said by m- millions of people, right? Mm-hmm. But if you let Triple H book an all-women show, it's going to look like a men's show. Yes, Because 100%. Triple H is a man and that's he wrestles a certain style and he books a certain style. Now, I will say, in my opinion, he's the best booker of women's matches in WWE's history, mm-hmm. period. The way he built Sasha and Charlotte and Becky and mm-hmm. Bayley, Ember Moon, Asuka. I mean, you know, Triple H has booked him the best.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think what it's going to take, just in my opinion, is... It's going to take Mercedes Monet. People in the States are going to see how ginormous she's going to get in Japan. Dude. Dude. Because you know Tony Khan's watching, Triple H is watching, Impact is watching, whoever owns Impact now is watching. Um, They're going to see that international pull and they're going to be like, oh, fuck, we are missing out on millions and millions and millions of dollars because – When she came to Japan, when she went in and made her entrance, just her debut, it was the biggest thing in in wrestling for, like, a week. Yeah. A woman did that. Like, and she's only wrestled for one other company, but she often, the the power of the hard work and the ass-kicking and the traveling and marriage and all the stuff that she's been through to Japan She's the biggest number one name in Japan right now. Mm-hmm. And I think this is her first time wrestling in Japan. How mm-hmm. insane is that? It's ins- she's the biggest thing in, in, almost in the entire country mm-hmm. because do, bullet you, club you, is pretty much gone away. Yeah.
1: Kristen, so- do, do you think that somebody could do like a show? Could it be successful? Do, do they have, I mean, Sarah Del Rey is huge. I I mean, that's, if I'm going to have anybody do anything, she's going to be the head of it for for Mm me. Um, But do do uh, in your inner, in your inner sanctum and circle of this, like, is this ever a conversation at all about why somebody hasn't stepped up and started doing this specifically the, the, the brand at the top?
0: All the time, every day. And, you know, the reason they don't do evolution too, is from what I heard, at least is that you know, it didn't bring in any money, which I think is insane. Um, and I think you're right. I think when they did it in 2018, you know, they don't have the roster they do now. So, may, you know, there's that's right. At, that was right before all these NXT women came uh-huh. up, right? So, you know, maybe, maybe, the, maybe it could be better now. I think there's a lot of women. Um, that are on the roster, main roster now, that were pulled, like you think of Nikki Cross, she's pulled from the UK. You think of all these women who had illustrious careers way before WWE. Oh, yeah.
1: Um,
0: Kaylee Ray was, I mean, she's amazing. Um, You know, uh, Piper Niven. These are all women who had long, long careers. So it could probably be better now, right? But that would depend on who's booking in. (laughs) AEW, they would just have to do it. They would just have to do it. Right now, they don't have enough women. But you know what? They did Forbidden Door. True. Like, I don't understand if they really can't get a partnership with stardom, but they could easily get one with, with TJPW. In fact, I know that they have gotten women from them, right? Um, so what? So I mean, I know they could, but they they would have to do it. And I will tell you. And I'm not going to tell you who told me, but there's somebody within the company um, who flat out said they, the ratings are shit and were, for the women and were, the ratings are terrible. And yeah, I mean, you put them in a certain hour and you don't teach your, your fans to appreciate women's wrestling. They're not going to, right? So that's their fault. Um, NWA Empower was incredible. It did better than the next day, which was their anniversary show. It did better. And I I was there for both as media. And the first night for Empower was so hot. The crowd was so hot. There wasn't a bad match on that card. It was all booked to perfection. Um, You know, like for instance, my favorite match from that was Camille versus Layla Hirsch. And you're like, okay, this is going to be an easy win for Camille, right? She's like a foot taller than Layla. And No. It was such an incredible match and there were so many incredible people on that. And you're like, this can happen, Mm -hmm. but they're not interested. I mean, Billy Corgan has made it very clear that he's not interested in this. He doesn't think any women are NWA worthy when there was a whole card of women. Um, So yeah, I think they could do it. And I, you know, I think of like, you know, I know you say like women would be best and I, I believe it to a point, but you know, you think of like Dan Reed, right, with Pro Wrestling Eve, right, Eve over there in the UK, that he he runs an all-women's promotion, he does it all the time, but he knows wrestling, he's been in wrestling forever, yeah. and he knows women, and he knows women's wrestling, and, and, like, that's his thing, so, yeah, I mean, it can be done by men, I'm not saying that only women should ever do anything with women's wrestling, I think that's totally against my point of equality right I think that's totally against it a lot of people though you hate men no I, I just want there to be more even you know yeah. um but yeah if they put the money in and they they want to teach their fans put their money where their mouth is it can be done and it has been done yeah stardom does it every single day <laughs> it can be done but they have to want to do it and sometimes yes you're your gates may not be as big or your ratings may not, but you have to teach your fans yep. you have to do that jump of faith and go well whether or not we get those ratings we're gonna do it and you know pay-per-views don't rely on nbc universal they don't rely on tbs and tnt so do a pay-per-view then you know if if TV companies are breathing down your neck about ratings. Okay, well, then do it on pay-per-view. Yeah. Do a women's Forbidden Door. Like, why was there only woman, one women's match on Forbidden Door? And it was two AW women. What is going on? So it can be done. And I know across the board, there are so many fans that just fantasy book this thing because they want it. So I think it's an excuse to say, oh, it's never going to pull. It has and it will. They just yeah, don't I, re- it.
1: I don't want to that I'm gonna date myself again, Mike. I'm I'm really <laughs> gonna date myself. I would like to see that pay per view, and then when you buy the pay per view, you give them your address. You get them whatever, like when the WWE used to give oh, those chintzy little toys off, right? Whatever, whatever it was, like the chintzy little stuff. You send in your receipt or whatever, and or they like send you the stuff back or
2: whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, there's so many openings. For mm-hmm. avenues in marketing that they haven't even touched because they don't want to take the time to invest in it and do it. Like I think that it would be way more successful than some of the stuff that they're half assing right now if they oh. just went full ass and figured it out. And little things like that, yeah, unique t shirts, like a box, like PWT does a box, and you buy the mm-hmm. pay per view, and we send you w- whatever. Like I, there is just so much there. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you are one hundred percent correct when you when you stated. And, and correct me if I if I restate this wrong. Is that um, the money isn't there, right? So it, I understand, there's now it's a publicly traded company. This there's this there's that. But you you hit the nail on the head. Is that there's not enough of us. Right, yeah. making mm-hmm. the clamor. There's not a, enough of us asking for that, and it's not because we're not here. Like right. we're we're here. We we want to see these matches. We want to watch them happen. Mm-hmm. But I don't think when it when the rubber meets the road, like we're all fantasy booking this. Like why why aren't we out there on Twitter? Like, hey, where's our ne- where's our next Women's Revolution? Where's our yeah. where's the next where's the next thing? Right? I'm going to say George Carroll in NXT where's our next thing right. right so i think it's on us a lot and i'm it's an honor again i'm going to keep repeating this for you to to be here and because girls get left out of a lot of shit mm-hmm. just because they're girls mm-hmm. and i'm a preschool teacher so so my job is to make sure that these these kids as they grow up Are kind, are caring, and understand they can be whoever they want to be whenever they want to be it and not put a label on it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, uh, this may come off as brash, but the carny in pro wrestling is still there.
0: Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: The good old boy system will always be there. And Mm -hmm. I think it's going to take a very strong group of women. And I think uh, Mickey James doing what she did and booking it, and some other of these females at some point. If they want to they'll 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 find a way mm-hmm. um but to be able to have that platform for people like Mickey James and Sarah del rey to impart other parts of their knowledge base to the next generation is only gonna make this product better and better and better and if a company isn't smart enough to see that then it's hard for me to support that's why I spend my weekends with gCw or yeah. beyond or defy or wherever i'm at because i want to i want to i want my pro wrestling dollars to count and yeah. there i know they count like when they make mm-hmm. it that's great yet yeah, you're on pay-per-views you're doing this you're doing that and that's that's awesome but are you still reaching a hand down to the people that are down there and i don't see that from the men when it comes to the females in this business
2: well i, th- I think you got to think about a couple things one um Anybody in AEW who believes that the ratings aren't there should be fucking fired. I mean, 100%. I was in the Alamo Dome for Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker in the cage. That motherfucking place went ape shit when, yeah. when Thunder Rosa won. I mean, I've been to a bunch of wrestling events. There was 15,000 people there. She heard the mariachi music hits. It's in Texas, so everybody's hooting and hollering. We love it. Rosa comes out, the match is fantastic. She wins in her adopted hometown and we Mm -hmm. lose our shit. I mean, for 15 minutes, Thunder Rosa was getting cheers and applause. And I mean, standing ovations, women crying, little girls crying. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the thing I, I don't understand anybody who says women's rating women's wrestling doesn't draw ratings is full of shit because there I can name you three examples right off the top of my head that are better than almost any men's match I've ever seen. Yeah. Bailey versus Sasha, the iron woman match. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Trish and Lita, when they main evented raw, historic. Mm -hmm. Absolutely absolutely historic and then the mickey james trish stratus wrestlemania match mm.
0: mm-hmm.
2: i mean those are just off the top of my head like i don't understand it and you know and again it's not like i want to take away from men's wrestling i still love wrestling mm-hmm. in general Me too. but i think f- right now from as a fan i see women out here hustling so much more and hey, I got new merch, or hey, here's my 8x10, or hey, here's this, here's the Mm -hmm. show I'm on. And some male wrestlers, uh, you know, it gets like this in every job. We knew about it in the military. Some male wrestlers are just lazy as fuck and don't want to promote anything. And I'm like, dude, you're not begging, but you're asking to be put on shows. Mm -hmm. And then you're not promoting the show. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Why would I book you? You're not doing anything. Um, And I I think it's so insane. I think, though, I think we're on a better path because I think with Hunter in charge of WWE, I think the good old boy system is going to shrink because he has three or four daughters. His wife is still, well, was until she resigned, was the most powerful Mm -hmm. woman in that company, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying Triple H is a feminist by any mean, (laughs) but I think... He's smart enough to understand what he had with Bailey and Sasha. He's smart enough to understand you could put Becky Lynch against anybody, and mm-hmm. that match is gonna bang. Yep. He's also smart enough to know that if you tease intergender stuff, like when Baron Corbin hit Becky Lynch, right. yeah, in the end of days, he's smart enough to know. Oh shit, they might be doing it. Let me let me tune in a little bit longer. Right. Mm-hmm. I think things are changing, but. I do think, you know, organizations, you know, publish publications like PWI, when they do women's list and it's specifically women. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it, it gives a chance. Like, I didn't know who Max the Impaler was. I didn't know who a bunch of people were. Mm-hmm. And now, anytime I see whether it's GCW and I don't watch GCW because I'm not a death fan, a deathmatch fan, but mm-hmm. I don't care where she's at GCW, Japan local indies like i'm gonna watch max the impaler and, and i learned about it through p i learned about them through pwi i want to get her their pronouns right <laughs> <there. Safe.
0: Sorry. laughs> yeah have you got
2: them.
0: it you got it um, you. <laughs> but being
1: are- 47 that's hard for me and i'm just gonna admit that's a cultural bias that i have and i'm trying to learn it so good job on it's you
0: mike for me too, but yeah it is it's hard to learn
2: it is. And I, I want to be, you know, obviously I want to be as inclusive and, and language inclusive and, and pronoun inclusive as possible. Yeah. But I think, I think you have people like um, Maria Canellis, Mickey James, Thunder Rosa, Jazz, who also runs another independent promotion out mm-hmm. here in San Antonio. You have these women who are out there who are like, all right, look, if I just leave and I don't, impart my knowledge wrestling going to go away or it will go back to being an all boys club mm-hmm. so you have these what's cool in in bigger wrestling markets like a texas because texas is ginormous mm-hmm. is you have the ability to see somebody like a dulce tormenta from el el paso mm-hmm. you have jasmine allure coming down from austin maddie Rinkowski. like you have all these women that are interchangeable throughout the state and now you're starting to see him, oh, Maddie's on AEW all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Jenna, genocide is in NWA, like the Wode, like all these people. I think we're, there's so much work to do, so much. I'm sick of seeing 30-second 30 women, 30 women's matches. I'm over it, it's so dumb. Mm-hmm. But I think we're in, we're in a better place than we were when any of us started as fans i mean significantly mm-hmm. better place yeah. but like you said that like you said the carny is still it's still a thing um and you know you still have some wrestlers who feel like they can get away with whatever they want in locker rooms and talk to women or even other men however they want and the sexual mm-hmm. harassment and all the problems that go um with wrestling i think what my favorite part about this whole kind of revolution of women's wrestling is, is we're starting to see scumbag carnies get held accountable for being scumbag carnies. Whether it's a promoter or wrestler, a fan, yeah, it doesn't matter. And as a as a dad with a daughter who she loves wrestling, that's what I want. I want it to be family inclusive. I want it to be somewhere that I feel like I can take my daughter to be safe and mm-hmm. have a good time. So I think. I said all of that. Sorry, I like to hear my own voice. Um, I said all of that to basically say, like, I I kind of agree with both of you guys in that I think there's way more room to be expanded. I think if you if you do it right, you could run a women's only company in a really big market if it's done Mm -hmm. right. Um, So I think we're we're on the steps, but I think we need I, I think we as wrestling fans. Yeti, it comes to me and you more so as men, right? Because it's the men who aren't watching women's wrestling. It's the, the, you know, look at demographics for WWE. Their best, their target demographic is 18 to 49 men. Higher spending power, advertising, all of that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. That 18 to 49-year-old audience, unfortunately, isn't hyping up the women's matches because... Like you said, AEW and other promotions aren't pushing women's women's wrestling. They're AEW runs women's wrestling like WWE did 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's your intermission. It's time to go get your popcorn. It's this. Yeah. It's that. And I'm like, you have Ruby Riot, you have Sheeta, you have Britt Baker, you have all these women that I could name that. Are legit headliners like if they go to wwe they will be banging on Mm pay-per-views and you're like i don't i don't get it i just don't understand and a lot of that like i said yeti is is on guys like you and i old school over 30 years old we need to you know kind of put out on twitter like hey this is the women's wrestling i'm watching here's a clip here highlight this check this out like
1: you remember I did it i i I looked back at our interviews and mm-hmm. we are pretty even. Yeah. I think we're actually heavily weighted more towards females than we are males. I haven't okay. looked through all of it, and that that makes me feel good yeah. uh, you know because not only and this is my kind of one of my last questions for you, Kristen, is it's we didn't get to all of them we we never do like I ask two or three that's and then okay. we just go that's okay um is like we want to talk to good humans. Mm-hmm. And we also want to talk to good talent. Mm-hmm. Are there are there people that you have had the chance to like? You can. This is your chance to be a homer, right? Are there are there people you you um, look at and go, you're a good worker, but you're an even better human. Are there are there people out there like that that you can be a yeah. homer for, or are you not allowed to do that?
0: Oh, I am. I you know I I thought about that question, and it's like I can think of. Like, it'd be easier for me to say, who is it? Not that I'm going to do that. But it would be easier for me to say, who is the troublemaker? Who? And that's, like, maybe they say some uh, ist stuff, right? They're, like, you know, they just don't have good values. Or they don't have values that match mine. Or, um, you know, they're not safe in the ring. Or um, they sit on Twitter uh, all day, every day, and just bash other women. Those are the people that, like, okay, you know? But... As far as like, I don't know, I feel like all women have to, well, most women, if they're smart, especially in the indies, they have to almost be good people, right? Uh-huh. Because most people are not, I mean, most promotions they are not going to hire you if you're a piece of shit. I mean, like you see Tessa Blanchard, right? She fell off the face of the earth, right? So most promotions, they don't want that kind of, they don't want that kind of PR mess, right? They don't want that. And whether or not they they like the person or not, they just don't want it. No one's going to come to your show. So I think women in the business, especially in the Indies, have to be at least polite. They have to be good people. And, you know, I've, I, I keep, I mean, I really pick through women, right? Like I, I do interviews. I um, will get quotes for various stuff. I, you know, I highlight women. So I do a lot of research on them. And and I mean, I've never ran, well, once, but I've never, like, I don't talk to her anymore, but I've never ran across any women that really gave me a big, big deal, like, really gave me trouble. They're all so grateful for the exposure, especially indie women. Every time I do a column or a feature, especially in PWI, these women have been reading PWI since they were little. They're so happy. And so when I give them a spotlight, they're like, yes. And and so I mean I, I mean you think of Billy Billy Starks right? She's incredible human being, so young, but just really um, with the big Starks brand, really pushes uh, positivity in wrestling. That's a big thing for her. And you know she's so young, and she comes from a generation where I think that's really that's really key, right? Like maybe in millennials and older, like we're just whatever. But
1: we're we're dicks. That's just, that's just what <laughs> I'm a
0: dick. <laughs> But, you know, that's a generation, where right? You think of, like, Riley Shepard, who anytime we did anything with her, um, where she was on any list or we interviewed her, anything, she would DM me and go, oh, my God, thank you so much, to Gail Kim, who has looked out for me before, who has DM'd me and said, look, uh, just reword this tweet or something. I mean, like, I have never really talked to a woman who was a, was a real dick, um, even the one I'm thinking of who is kind of a dick. When she talked to me, she wasn't a dick. It was until later. But I mean, you know, it's even like, why so I interviewed Becky Lynch and you think, okay, Becky Lynch is the top of the top. Um, she's got 15 minutes. She, I don't know that she doesn't care, but you know, she's really busy. It, you know, when I did an interview, she was literally, she had 15 exact minutes and then they were going to do the rehearsal. So she could have been like mean and like, let's go, let's go. Like, I don't have time. And she was so polite. They like they had to reschedule the time like three times. And she immediately came on and said, I'm so sorry that we had to reschedule. Like, I have never met an like some a a woman who's not humble because they have to be. I mean, they have to be, because no one's gonna hire a bitch. And um, there are so few spots that the 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 least thing you want to do is make bad connections with promoters, with media, with anybody because You're not going to get the coverage and you're not going to get the jobs. So I can, I mean, maybe jerks, I can count on one hand, but everyone else, they're just so kind. And there are some women, like I'll say Masha, who is all business. So, you know, we had an interview with her and we had like 10 questions and she just ran through them in like 30 seconds. And we're like, what? So some of them are all business, but not a jerk. And everyone, every woman that I reached out to for an interview has, yeah, let's do it. So, again, but that's because they need the exposure. They need it. They need it, especially in the indies. They, they need it for sales, for merch, for bookings. They uh-huh. need that stuff. Um, and PWI, forget it. They're always so happy to be in PWI. I mean, that's, again, PWI reaches an audience that isn't on Twitter. These are, like, I don't want to say, you know, they're basic fans or anything. But these are fans that read magazines. There are fans who don't know who they are because they may be not watching gcw or beyond or anybody you know these that's really important to these women so yeah i mean i could list a million but you know i think they're they're all pretty great frankly maybe it's a cop-out but
2: <laughs>
1: no it's its not a cop-out okay can, can i don't we, think so either
2: because the one the one bad interview i've had i don't even care about calling him out was nick aldis i mean he was a straight dickhead really straight dickhead to me um, like anytime I would bring up Mickey, it was, I don't want to talk about that. Or any t- this was in matter of fact, this was after they promoted in St. Louis for Empower. Mm-hmm. I asked specifically about how does it feel to be working with your wife and have her booking, you know, her first real big national like show. And he didn't want to talk about it. And then, okay, let me bring up some old school British wrestling that I know didn't want to talk about it. I've never had a I've never interviewed a female wrestler or referee or I've had photographers on whatever. I've never interviewed any female involved with the business and had anything less than an amazing experience. Same. It's same. It's always been men who have been complete dickheads like, oh, I don't need the podcast. I don't need this. Like, come on, dude. I know you're Nick Aldis and you used to be in TNA. But now you're in NWA, not WWE. Calm down. You're you're just a guy. Like, calm down.
0: I'll, I'll <laughs> say, I mean, he could have. So knowing, you know, knowing now about how Billy Corgan was just kind of an ass to Mickey mm-hmm. James and everything, yeah. and, you know, and then you hear, oh, um, Tony Khan paid the way. And, I mean, everybody was giving them a lot of shit for doing this show. Yeah. I will say I have worked personally with Mickey and, and Nick Aldis on websites and stuff. And I will say on a personal level, they are super sweet. Like, and I, I know, I, you know, Nick could have just been a jerk that could, day or whatever. I'm not saying yeah. he wasn't.
2: He literally but, came back. He had just come back from promoting in St. Louis and they were driving back to wherever it is that they live from St. Louis. Yeah. So the interview went on. It was fine. It was not a great episode. And I don't hate Nick this or anything like that. I didn't take it personally. Um, it just was like, I got. Fucking big timed right now, like this. (laughs) Like I got big timed. I was like, and
0: I don't even know that Nicole just does that many interviews to be honest. So
2: I was, I was super lucky when I reached out to him. He wanted me to promote um his vitamin company or something like that, and and I did it. He was like, yeah, I'll give you an hour, no problem, no charge, no nothing. So I'm very grateful for the interview. I just think like he might've been exhausted and, and yeah. everything else going on. And now I didn't know about Billy Corgan being a complete piece of shit to to Miggy James, Good. but that doesn't surprise me because Billy Corgan was a complete piece of shit in TNA. So <laughs> um, I I guess I can kind of give him a mulligan on that, but I've, like I was saying, I've never had a woman come on and, and it doesn't matter. Thunder Rosa. Like I've had a chance to sit down and talk and interview Thunder Rosa, which i never put out. Cause she asked me not to, um, I've also had the chance to interview Jasmine Allure, the Renegade Twins, like some of these women who are on the come up now.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And like you said, every single time I get done with an interview, thank you so much. I pre- and I only have like 850 followers, right? On Twitter and stuff. But they're like, dude, you don't know what this exposure means to me. Yeah. They're so grateful, so humble. And, you know, I think a lot of it too is... Like you said, it's out of necessity. Mm -hmm. Men, if if this is what gets me about watching pro wrestling, any pro wrestling shows, men will go in there cocky as shit, chest all out and just, oh, he's got a swag about him or he's untouchable or he's that's part of his character. If a woman goes in there and her chest is all out and she's like, I'm the shit and I know I'm the shit. Oh, she's a bitch. We don't want to work with her. Like, Mm -hmm. hold on, wait. Just That's because they okay, have yeah. different genitals, it's different somehow? Like, how did this work? Mm-hmm. It just, it, it bugs me out. But I'm so glad there are people like you. And I'm so glad there are organizations like yours that are pushing and kind of making the way for women to hit the main event scene and hit the main, not even just the main event scene, but the bigger wrestling scene in general. Mm-hmm. And get more eyes out there because it shows little girls like my eight-year-old, like my daughter, Every time we come back from a Mission Pro show, "Dad, I want to be a wrestler, so bad." Mm-hmm. Dad I want to be a wrestler, "Dad, I want to be Thunder Rosa," Dad That's I want to be cute." And it's so organizations like yours and, and Mission Pro and you know, all the other organizations that are pro-women wrestling, like I'm so, I so I'm rooting so hard for the, for the success of them, and I support as much as I can, because mm-hmm. it lets my daughter dream. Like I love the women wrestling. I think it's it's dope. I think it's women's wrestling is on fire right now. Tag team singles, it doesn't matter. But as a father, the more important thing to me is I literally I've seen my daughter drawing her ring gear. Like that's so cute. It's so dope. And that's Mm -hmm. what organizations like yours do and mission pro do. So for me, it's it's super dope. And I, I wish you nothing but continued and utmost success, man. It's been, Thank you. I
0: appreciate
1: can we, can, can I, can I steal you for five more minutes? Cause I yeah. have to ask oh, this yeah, question.
0: Yeah.
1: Do you like, we, so there's your committee, of course, through PWI mm-hmm. and you're talking about the 150. Mm-hmm. how, cause we always have this debate, JP and I, and all, this Mike, and we have this debate, like how do you establish criteria and then, how do you break that down in PWI? Is that something that you can talk about, or is that? Oh yeah,
0: no, that's. I mean, the more people okay. that understand like, the like criteria, what? the
1: better. <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a huge fan of criteria because I'm definitely type A, and I want to be able to compare things and yeah. not use my cultural biases and lenses to right. be um, biased towards my favorites. So can okay. you? Final question, really, is like, can you touch a little bit? Uh, and I swear to God, I'm not going to ask a follow up because I could probably okay. be, be here all what
0: night. <laughs> I mean, what am I missing on uh, dynamite? Right, the one woman command. It's
1: fine. Yeah, these are the new Wednesday Night Wars: Irish Whip versus AEW. Um, like, can you talk a little, bit, a little bit about the the criteria and um just what it is?
0: Yeah. So, the criteria itself was started when the 500 was started. So at the 90s, like it was a long time ago. Um, So it hasn't changed much. I think, I think maybe the title, like the way the title is described for at least the 500 has been changed a little bit, but it hasn't, I mean, it hasn't really changed. I will say, um, and I I don't know if this has been revealed, but it doesn't matter. Next year, um, we're going to, the 500 should be a singles competition list. And Mm -hmm. we've sort of, you know, we put like, ftr and the young bucks and it's like they have one singles match why are they like why are they on this list not that they don't deserve it but like it doesn't make sense when they're not doing a lot of um
2: seeing a line. lot of that
0: yeah so the tag team list is developed it will probably increase i think and then it's that's for tag team so you know the criteria has been around for a while we're sort of kind of um being more specific in it so that it's it's really like you said separate and so, I mean, the criteria I think breaks down into subjective and objective, right? And we start with objective. That's really important. So, we start with, you know, title reigns, number of titles, the length, um, you know, uh, like how busy they've been, right? So, activity. So, like, you know, stardom's got like 90 matches versus somebody who might have 10. And the only reason that, right, that really matters is that it's easier to determine how good someone is if they have more matches. Mm-hmm. Right. So and that's the same thing with um, strength of competition, which means if stardom is fighting every like someone's fighting, which is Shuri. Right. Every single person on the roster, it tells us, OK, she's better than every single person on the roster rather than somebody who just fights the same people over and over again. Uh-huh. And, and that was sort of the the reason for Shuri over um, Bianca. And it's not Bianca's fault. She doesn't book the matches. But, you know, if you're fighting the same people over and over again, how can we tell how you've grown or whatnot so those are important um and you know i'm trying to think of the other ones uh so so that right and then you think of subjective stuff so push and that is also a little objective i mean you can tell who's being pushed it's it's Mm -hmm. like titles right those are those are the people or they're in the title um they're in the title scene so you know like live morgan so those people who are being pushed and, and we can kind of tell but in the end it is subjective a little bit right or um influence so you think like um bianca she has influence outside of WWE. she's a black woman she means a lot to, the, to black fans she did fenty work she did all this other work her influence is not just wrestling mm-hmm. and and we sort of thought that would you know, she means a lot to a demographic, uh, you know, of Asian fans or Japanese fans. Right. So there's certain, you know, like she, Shuri essentially brought a lot of Joshi um, to the U.S. because people were like, she's so good. And then they would start watching Stardom. So that's I mean, that's part of it. At, at the end of the day, now I'll tell you in a four hour You just
1: described me to a T.
0: <laughs> right. So we start with. Like, you know, and and then we start with top promotions, right? Because they get TV time. They're going to be known, right? The the casual fans are going to know who Bianca Blair is. So we start with the top um, with TV and then, you know, but, but not everybody gets used. Like you think of AW, there was a few women who didn't get used because they weren't on TV. So, you know, you go down the list. It's easier to start at the top because you're looking at the big titles and you're going, okay, who has had the titles and how long have they had it? and how many title reigns, and then you move down from there. Stardom's usually, we, we think of at the top two, because they're just, their competition's better, right? And and then you get down to the bottom of the list, which is so much harder, because it might be one match, it might be, um, you know, whatever. It might be one day on a title reign, or, and we don't consider intergender. It's just women's competition. So, there's people... Like Masha, who might be number three, but she fights so many men. Um, same thing with Trisha Dora. She's so high on the 500, but because she does so much, which is like kind of shitty in a way because that's what they can get.
2: Yeah.
0: Like that's what they can get. But um, they get, then they go on the 500, right? So, so we really try to start with objective and then go to subjective. And I'll tell you in a four hour call, um, we usually get through the, the 150 and then we'll go back and go through it. And of the four hours, one hour was just Shuri and Bianca. And then we still had email chains later about it. I mean, it came down to Shuri had a better record. She had better win-loss record. She competed in more matches. Bianca had not competed against different people enough. But her influence was so strong Uh that that was her main argument. It was like, okay, numbers versus influence – and and we I mean we discussed it for so long pros and cons devil advocate versus who we want mm-hmm. and I'll tell you I I wanted Sherry for a lot of reasons but it, it just came down to numbers and I think at the end of the day that's what you have to go with because that is objective it's not oh we think this person was pushed extra great yeah. um, and it may not be obvious that they were so and, and you know in, in the bottom half of the list it's almost all numbers because these are indie indie women then maybe not be on TV. So you really have to go by numbers Um, and and title wins and how we have, they been all over the place, that kind of thing. Like there's a few women who, you know, they went to um, the UK for the first time. So that's huge. Right. But yeah, I mean, we, we take the criteria very seriously. There are a lot of people who think that we just, we just meet for 30 minutes and we just run a list and that's it. And Oh my God, no. I mean, it is a whole month of going back over that list of really watching. I mean, that's when I really, really watch everything of women's wrestling because, you know, like I said, there might be somebody who hops on the list. There might be someone who loses their title and they're off the list or especially at the bottom, you know, they might win a tournament or Mm -hmm. whatever. And so you have to consider that. And so, um, I mean, the criteria is there for a reason. It's always been there. We don't make it up. It's there for the 500. It's there for the tag teams. It does not change except for, um, with a vision you know are you fighting in a women's division or are you you know um and we we did kind of make it like like so for instance max max the impaler right it's a them yep not technically right. she, but they fight in women's divisions they fight in women's promotions for women's titles so that we sort of switched up so that there wasn't any confusion about that but I mean, the criteria is, I think it's great. I think it makes our job a little bit harder, but then ideally people wouldn't complain. But I, I promise you, there's not a lot of people that look at that criteria.
1: Well, no, um, if you're, I, I really think like if you're not creating controversy, like Papa E says, is then when, you're not. Creating yeah, cash. Say,
2: what, did, what did Bischoff say? <laughs> I think it's crazy too, is the fact that like the, it's so hard to be objective about a sport that's based on. Right make pretend essentially it's a
0: right. list. i mean that's why we say that it's a kayfabe list yes, because absolutely it's not the fault of these wrestlers it's not like the wrestlers go out and they just fuck up a. I mean most most of the times right They don't just fuck up a match or they don't just drop a title these are things that are chosen by promoters
2: and when if they do don't that, go by that they're going to be blackballed out of the industry
0: right it's kayfabe we consider it a snapshot in time you know, who is being pushed right now, who's doing really well right now, not who's the best wrestler in the world, because if seven people are doing that, it's going to be like the same list every year, I mean, it doesn't change, like, Mercedes Martinez doesn't go from, like, a legend to suddenly shitty one year like it doesn't work that way so if we did the best wrestler that would also be incredibly subjective
2: oh my god it
0: has to be kayfabe i mean it has to be that way you
2: would have to take six months to determine the best wrestler like
0: how would you even determine that
2: there's so many like i think if you were to do something like that god that would be an undertaking but if you were to do something like that you'd have to do it by company and you'd have to do Kind of like, okay, this is the best man, woman in WWE, TNA, ROH, even though they're AEW, but whatever. And then the problem with that is your indie wrestlers get no account because they can't hold a mark to Bianca Belair, who's wrestled in front of 130,000 people. Like, and I think for me, that 130,000 people that she wrestled in front of, or whatever it was, um kind of outranks a bunch of stuff and that 130,000 people may not matter to you as much as it does to me so the subjectiveness of this list this is why i love the pwi lists me too because i'm like i know the neckbeards that are sitting in their mother's basement right now (laughs) with highlighters just like they got this shit fucking wrong this shit fucking wrong like it is dude you are essentially getting pissed off <laughs> about ballet. Like, about choreographed sport. And it's... And you're being shitty to people because they're giving their opinions, subjective mm-hmm. or objective...
1: That's kayfabe.
2: About, yeah. ...about a sport. And it's... it. it I'm all yeah, about... Yeah, we write words. And I hate people like that. Like, I smoke way too much weed <laughs> to be angry at anybody. So when other people are shitty to other people, I... I, it blows my fucking mind like yeah.
0: I can't you know wrestling. there are people who are pretty respectful and and there are people who I even am friends with who was who ask and there are people I ask every year why isn't there a mixed list and I, I explain patiently and I'm like look I'll answer all your questions as long as you're respectful to me uh-huh. um and I appreciate the fans like there are people who are like oh why isn't this person like three places above and I appreciate the fandom like this is what keeps me in the job Uh this is what keeps us in a job like we need the fandoms to survive and so do the wrestlers which is way more important we need the wrestlers to survive or we don't have wrestling
2: at all So fandoms
0: super important but yeah, I mean it's always struggle. I don't get a lot of hate on the five hundred because I—I I mean, yes, I'm there for the whole meeting, but I don't—I don't pick a lot of uh, men. I did um, have some say with AC Mac at number twenty-five, which was like
1: nice. Mm, yeah, I was nice. super proud
0: of that. Or like you know, they'll start going through the list, and I'm like, wait a minute, where's Jay White? And you know, so there's always that. But I'm there for the women. That's really what I'm there for, and and so I don't get a lot of hate for that for the women's list, absolutely. But you know, it it is a cliche list, and um, we do the best we can. But we are a committee. I mean, we can't. And and I'll tell you too. Like, if there's somebody like um, in the old committee, like last not this last year, but the year before, who couldn't make it, or is an expert in um, you know Mexican or luchadora stuff, we you know, at Kevin will say, okay, does this look okay? Does this look all right? Like. You know, are these pl- people in the right places? Because we don't know everything. There are some luchadors that I—I I mean, I—I I pay attention to as much as I can.
1: Oh, I but you guys—you guys are on that pedestal. That those that you guys are the—you oh, yeah. guys are the no-all-be-all end-all. <laughs>
2: the is there's, so, there's so much wrestling out there that it, yeah. no specific like. If you don't know who Isaiah Broner is, because you don't watch Michigan wrestling. You don't get the Michigan independent scene. I know him because he's wrestled in Texas for uh, Pele Pro. So mm-hmm. I, I know him because of that. But it's there's so much fucking wrestling. Like, I mean, New Japan by itself. And then stardom. And then how many other promotions just in Japan? Plus Britain, plus Germany, plus Mexico, plus the States. India's about to get big wrestling. India's turning into a big wrestling territory. Like there's so much international shit. Europe. You can't yeah, you're is, a, yeah.
1: you uh, can't Australia.
2: sit down as a committee and say, um, I saw this one guy in Bangladesh one time. <laughs> like, no, it doesn't work like that. Like I understand yeah. you got fans, but calm your tits. It's it's not that serious. Well,
1: everyone's
0: so I, I, yeah. Everyone's I
1: want I lied. Last question. <laughs> I have to ask this question. That's and good. I, Green's always lying. I, I gave her. I told her. I, I I told her like with with talent. Like we don't. And I'm not feeding questions, right? But I wanted to make sure I fed her some questions. Absolutely. And I, yeah, I will I've only. i only, only asked three. Like this is our. This is tangent. Issues Weekly is pretty much what we should rename the thing.
2: I mean, just between uh, you and me, they should just call the podcast ADD. They might. Right. You
1: know, we, well, and see, I'm ADHD, I want, so, and yeah. she's she's ADHD too. So that I mean that that we're yeah. we all have our battles. So mm-hmm. I, I've got to ask you before last question because I lied. I, I'm sorry. Um, and like we, I'm honest. I'm I'm bad because ADHD is my thing. So it's like I I never want to go over an hour because I know people are busy and this and that but I don't get this opportunity very often to ask the questions that um, and you to take your time, but I've got to know, and this is my, my, I'm, I'm letting you be a homer now this time. Do you have your Mount Rushmore females? Do you, do you have one?
0: I thought so much about this. It's four, right? Yes. Yes. Four. (laughs) I don't know. I live in the States, but I have no idea. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I thought so much about it and it was like, because you know i i'm a fan of the past like even though i started not too long ago i like obviously if people think i'm an expert i should probably watch historical wrestling right <laughs> so you know it's like there's people in the past there's people now and okay this is the best thing i can come up with but i'm not like if i leave you out ladies please don't get mad at me something in bolnakano you uh-huh. know just legendary right um china broke all sorts of barriers for women and she really was the first like at least on tv intergender woman right um io shirai which i thought brought a lot of i mean she was a pillar of stardom she's one of the first three people there's kairi um uh, io and then mayu amitani right so those like the pillar and then she also brought a lot of that to the states and it's just an incredible person and uh i will say candace LeRae. And I'm nice. saying Candice LeRae and people are going to be like, ooh, she's not be – yes, no, absolutely. When they brought her back, they're doing nothing important with her right now, which makes me angry because if you watch 2012 PWG, you go back there and watch it, oh, my God. And we will not talk about her partner who will not be named. Oh, but,
2: but oh she, he threatened to sue me.
0: If you just, <laughs> if you just, if you just Google Candice LeRae and PWG, the first thing you see is just blood covering her uh-huh. and she kicked the ass of the Young Bucks and – I mean, she was. I think she was paired up with Chris Hero for a while. And I mean,
2: she's fought Kevin Owens. Yes. Yeah.
0: She was just killing all the men everywhere, just killing all of them. Um, and and I think you know, yes, yeah, she's newer, but I think she set a standard, um, frankly, on on the West Coast, but also in in Indies, she set a standard. She's, she was intergender before a lot of women intergender, and Lufisto too. I mean, if I had a fifth Lufisto, is incredibly important, especially in Canada. Um, as far as women's wrestling goes, she, you know, she broke a lot of barriers there too, and and yeah, but I think Candace LeRae would probably be my fourth. <laughs> and it's so
2: Jenny, what about you?
1: A... Um, f- first of all, I want to say thank you for bringing all that stuff about Candace LeRae because I don't think she gets
2: nearly the credit
1: or the chances.
2: Uh-uh. Um, mm-hmm.
1: and I don't, I just so many, so many, so many things as far as Japanese pro wrestling and how it. When they come to the States, they're not properly used, especially females. But uh, to answer your question, um, mine is – I've thought about this so many times, and it changes (laughs) every so so now and then, and it it just happens. It's um, Sarah Del Rey, Mm -hmm. um, Lufisto. Mm -hmm. uh, And I I always waver on my fourth, but for me, I think the biggest one – that made this new happen is um charlotte flair like sh- that's that's my four and i put charlotte on there three. not to discount anything can we missed one
2: of yours because you froze
0: you said three so there was oh i did oh i'm sorry more. i'm sorry <laughs>
2: who's right before
1: charlotte uh, it's okay sarah del rey right mm-hmm. uh lufisto right mm-hmm. um mickey james, mickey james. okay and then um, the other one is Charlotte Flair. I when I think of professional wrestling and is the the catalog that I've been able to watch, mm-hmm. China was great. Like I, I and you're right. Like this is the hardest thing for me to go do is China is usually on mine yeah. or it's somewhere on there. But I, when I think of body and wor- of work and hers was cut short, that's my mm-hmm. criteria, right? Right. So that's mine. So Mike, what do you have? Like a I Mount do. Rushmore? Do you?
2: I? I have. So my number four is Hamada. I love Hamada. I I mm-hmm. watched her when she was in TNA. Holy fuck, that woman did magical <laughs> shit. Like yeah. she made that six sided the six sided ring. I mean, it was her bitch. Like it was like she was <laughs> an artist, and it was her canvas. Like I love Hamada. Mm-hmm. Um, Mickey James is on there for me. Um, jazz is my number two. Mm-hmm. Nice and thunder for me just because this this is more personal in the way she treated my daughter but thunder rosa is my number 1 thunder rosa is a great human being she's oh my god she so we went to a mission pro show and my daughter painted half of her face like thunder rosa mm. and the entire night anytime thunder rosa would see her she would pick her up and give her a hug and be like this is my friend mm. Thunder Rosa, like that's why I love Mission Pro so much. There's no, you're not getting bullshit. Like there was, um, so they do it in a in a little Salvation, not a little, it's a big gym, but mm-hmm. a Salvation Army gym. Yeah, literally ten seconds down the street from my house, and there was a male wrestler because they're starting to feature more male wrestling on their it's their cards. Like the yeah, um,
1: talking about two sides of the coin tonight.
2: Yeah, no, Um, <laughs> but they um. There's a male wrestler who, and I, I don't know who he was. I think he was a trainee for um, hybrid. He said something that was like super inappropriate for families. And, you know, I'm pretty forgiving on language because I like the word fuck a lot. But when there are six, seven, eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds there, like kind of pay attention more. And Thunder Rosa literally came from the, their gorilla position pulled his ass to the back, like over by the gorilla position where me and my daughter were saying, and she literally was like, look, you're a grown man. You do whatever you want, but this is my show, and it's a family-friendly show. Entrances, there's no cursing in women. There's no cursing in anybody's entrances. We do that for a reason. Mm-hmm. She was like, look, this is your one, in, like I'm not mad at you. You know, I'm paying you, whatever, whatever. We have a business relationship. But yeah. understand that conduct is not okay at my show and if it happens again you will not be booked on my show well she used to work with troubled youth
0: on the like before riffing. yeah she
2: was um she was a counselor right
0: yeah and she's yeah. had a lot of kids die so I, I think like family and children are really yeah she, and i have so to pull big time but i i have her phone number and i've often called her and i've often texted her and she's just she just appreciates fans, honestly. She's
2: such a great
1: – So I'm, I'm just going to clarify. When I asked the question, like, uh, worker and human being, I think I got the answer.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, That's absolutely. Amazing. Yeah, so an hour and a half. I, I really – Kristen, thank you so much for taking the time. I don't want to take more reading, but I want you to stick around. Um, but really, for International Women's Day, this was a true honor. For me, Mm. Um, it's an honor for Wrestling News Source, and it's an honor for um, Irish Whip as a whole. To not only yeah, yeah, and Mike, not only to to celebrate um, women's wrestling in general, but just the fact that um, we as dads, uh, fans, um, and and dudes that have daughters, thank you for doing what you do. Absolutely, thank you for being so passionate about it. Absolutely. And, and, and thank you for sharing all that with us because it makes a difference whether we think so or not.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm really low on myself. So anytime someone says nice things about me, I'm like, but I appreciate it. Cause I really, you know, those are the things you think of when you're producing content you're like, nobody's listening. So that's, that's very nice. I think people over exaggerate how great i am but it's very nice and i had a really good time hour and a half whatever i had a really good time and i'm, I'm glad i could be on especially today
2: good mm-hmm. absolutely
1: yeah so for Kristen, mike uh jp's not here ted w mafia thanks for listening make sure you follow at bell the bells um pro wrestling illustrated um pw insider like if just it's your source. They're professionals. They're the experts. They know what they're doing. So we will, uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. As always, like and subscribe, and we will talk to you soon.